Red Dice Diaries podcast, a rambling journey through the wonderful world of RPGs by a longtime GM and player. The music at the start of this podcast is Shinigami by Tarek, used under Creative Commons license. Okay, so if you've been keeping up with my posts on social media and my blog, you may or may not be aware that recently we've wrapped up chapter one of my Rose of Westhaven game. Although the second episode, whilst it is available in an uncut form on my Twitch channel, I haven't actually got around to editing it and posting it up due to the dreaded curse of real life stuff getting in the way. But that should be coming shortly. We had the usual technical problems when it comes to running games online, which meant that the the final session, if you will, actually was put up in two parts. But, you know, these things happen. You press on as best you can. And to cut it short, we pretty much ended with a TPK where the players, having narrowly defeated some undead Gomans, we're using the Middlelands setting, and the Gomans are obviously the equivalent of the Romans in that setting. After fighting off some undead Gomans, they narrowly managed to escape and were then all paralysed and mostly, apart from one character, unfortunately devoured by the Gauls. Now, Given the tenuous situation they've been in before, we'd already had a bit of a discussion about what they wanted to do if a TPK occurred. So we were sort of ready for it, but obviously we did have a discussion afterwards. Now, you'll have heard me mention chapters earlier on, and that's because I'm a big fan of the sort of TV season style approach to RPGs. I tend to find that long sort of unfocused campaigns tend to just like peter out and they don't really reach a finite or satisfying conclusion in my experience not to say that they can't but just in my experience they tend not to so i tend to prefer to go for a season model where you have like your season one introducing the characters you get your plots and you have like your baddie for that season so you can resolve a nice plot arc in the one season then move on to another one with like a different main end goal etc or maybe refocusing it and it's more like a series of mini campaigns set within the same sort of campaign world framework and that seems to work quite nicely for me so we had a discussion about what to do for chapter two and we decided that we wanted to move the timeline along to which allowed us to take some advantage of some of the elements from chapter one and these are the devil's moor which is a huge crater caused by the pcs from the first game when they detonated a large amount of gloomium which is sort of this uh, radioactive magical rock that is present deep underground in the Meadowlands setting and it had basically blossomed upwards into this huge explosion forming what had become known as the Devil's Moor effectively a gateway to the deeper underworld where all sorts of tentacled horrors and unpleasantness lurked. Another plot element had been the discovery of an abandoned elven temple which had been taken over by a colony of these sort of strange plant creatures. So we decided to move the timeline along and combine these two with these plants and these creatures expanding and pretty much making the whole of the southeast coast of the Havenlands into this very dangerous, hostile place. We'd also moved the plot along where we had King Richard, as he would become. He was a duke in the first part of the game, Duke Richard of York, using the 
the popularity and support he'd gained after using his ships to help people escape from the southeast coast, along with the aid of the parliamentarians who he'd offered to give concessions to if they'd help him regain the throne, he has now taken the throne and the civil war has effectively ended. And this allows us to have him starting to like sponsor expeditions to reclaim these parts of the Havenland that have become inherently hostile to people. Whilst we were discussing this, we also decided that the, the game was potentially going to have more of a sort of Monster of the Week style of vibe to it, since the, the whole dungeon crawling thing, whilst an inherent part of OSR, hadn't really been a big part of our games. So we're going to go for this Monster of the Week style of vibe, and while we were discussing that and the best sort of OSR rules to represent that, we decided on the game for Coin and Blood, Grimdark Old School Role-Playing, written by Alan Barr. Apologies if I've got your surname wrong, Alan, from Gallant Knight Games. And this is effectively a an OSR rulebook inspired by the writings of authors such as Kate Elliott, Joe Abercrombie, etc. It's role-playing about anti-heroes, thieves, assassins. It has a more sort of urban, grimy, mercenary feel. And that seemed very appropriate to the idea of people venturing out in order to gain bounties and money and riches by trying to reclaim these lands and also take on the hostile forces that were bleeding out of the southeast into the rest of the Havenlands. So... We also discussed that we were going to have more of a sort of mission-based game. The idea would be that the through their various contacts, the player characters would hear about things going on in certain areas. They would then be able to pick at the end of a session which adventure, which possibility they wanted to investigate next. This has a few benefits. It allows me as the GM to see what sort of things interest them over time and sort of theme the missions to that. To that. And it also allows me to plan specifically for what they're planning to do and we'd have a, a a few bits of travel montage maybe a few random encounters thrown in as they journeyed to whatever town or burg they were investigating our final discussion was about what the players want, fancied as the main antagonist of this chapter of the game and after a little bit of discussion which we had earlier this evening in a zoom chat they decided that they liked the idea of the old Greco-Roman gods, the pagan gods, you know, your sort of a, your Jupiter, your Mars, etc., awakening after this sort of almost coma-like sleep, given that their worship had pretty much faded away into almost nothing. But they liked the idea of them having been awakened, perhaps by the, the Moors explosion, perhaps by the plant takeover of the southeast coast, and these ancient gods reaching out their hands through their minions, monsters, etc., and trying to reclaim the havenlands that had once belonged to them, and fighting against their cults, various creatures, in a more sort of classic mythology line. I think all of this sounds really promising. We're going to have our first session next Sunday, not this coming Sunday, since we run bi-weekly. And the first session is going to be half and half. The first half, sorting out their characters, finalising discussions, etc., getting a few things tied down. Then I'll write a short mini-adventure for them to try out their characters, their new abilities, get used to the new rule systems. Although I don't anticipate it taking a long time since for coin and blood is an osr system in the same way as lamentations that we were using previously 
and then after they've done that first little mission they'll then have a choice about what they want to investigate next so that's where we are at the moment with rose of west haven really looking forward to seeing how that works out and can't wait to crack on with chapter two so that's it for this episode if you have any questions or suggestions for things you'd like to see in the podcast in future please either email them to reddicediaries at gmail.com or drop me a voicemail at anchor until i see you next time whenever you're playing take care and enjoy yourselves <laughs>